Knitters. Welcome to the Knitty McPurley podcast. This is episode 35. I am Devin Ventry, uh, Knitty McPurley on Instagram and Ravelry, though I am way better at Instagram than Ravelry. So if you would like to get in touch with me, please go follow me there. You can also follow me um, on my blog, on my website. You can find my show notes there knittymcpearly.com. And if you want to contact me, email is great. I love email. Devin at knittymcpearly.com. Okay. So if you heard my last podcast, which was an audio podcast, it was one where I really, really tried. (laughs) I had like a multiple failure of several different things. Some of it was operator error, Maybe most of it was operator error. I don't know. (laughs) But like all of the stuff that I normally use to make an audio podcast was not working for me. So I think it ended up okay in the end. But this time, this podcast, my tech support has completely outfitted me here with uh, an amazing camera and microphone and... uh, Yeah, he's done all sorts of setup. My husband is my tech support and he is great. So yeah, hopefully this will come across as wonderfully as I would like it to, unlike the last one. (laughs) And I'm talking about the audio podcast, not the video one. Another thing is this is the first time I'm going to be combining my audio and video podcasts into one. So you're going to be able to either watch this video podcast on YouTube or listen to it on um, SoundCloud or iTunes, however it is that you listen to podcasts. So we'll see how that goes. I'm going to do my best to explain and describe things as best I can. So in case you are listening, you'll be able to get kind of a mental picture. And I'll include things on my show notes too, so you can always go and look those up. So yesterday was Thanksgiving uh, in America, and it was a great day. We just had a wonderful kind of relaxing day. I say that even though we hosted like a lot of people, like way more people than we normally host, Um, but it was really nice. It was really laid back and fun, and all the food turned out great. Like there wasn't one thing that didn't turn out, and yeah, it it was a really good day. So I hope if you were celebrating Thanksgiving that you had a great day too. Um, Let me talk to you about some new patterns that are either have come out very recently or are about to come out. Uh, The first one I wanna talk to you about, and I wanna go into the design process here a little bit in case you're interested in that. I know I like to hear about other designers' processes. Um, Is the 11th hour hat And I named it thus because it knits up very quickly. And this is right before Christmas, and I love a good quick hat for gifts. And this is, I love it. I'm gonna put this one on so you can see. The last time I showed this to you, it did not have the decreases in, but let me see if I can kinda, you can see how it fits. It just fits so well. Like I want it to come down over my ears, and I just love the way this fits. And it's got this faux fur pom-pom on the top. So this is version one, this one you've already kind of seen. This has a broken rib cable, and let's see, let me show you this one. This is just a regular stockinette cable, and we've got reverse stockinette here, and it's bulky yarn. It takes one skein of yarn. Most, I'm sorry, I'm talking down a little bit. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is where my, my viewer is, so I'm gonna try and talk into the camera. Um, if you have a skein of bulky weight yarn or chunky weight, they are typically 140 yards. That's the typical length of a bulky or chunky weight skein. Um, this hat uses about 130, so it's gonna use almost your entire skein of yarn with just a little bit left over. Now, I've mentioned before bulky and chunky and how these terms are different, um, but I don't think they're really all that different. I think it's mainly a matter of opinion on the part of the yarn company. Uh, for example, this yarn is from Echo View Fiber Mill and this is their recycled yarn collective and you can see if you look how that there's like it's like 90 percent merino with like 10 percent uh recycled yarn where they just have bits in there and you can see isn't that just so cool i love this but this is called chunky and this one that is knit out of magpie fibers <gasps> I got this at the Frederick Fiber Festival, and this color is called Tupelo Honey, and they have this color on several bases. Uh, I had to restrain myself, because when I walked into the Magpie Fibers booth, I wanted everything. Their yarn, I had heard about it, I didn't know it was as great as that. <laughs> it really is amazing. This is, I think this is an 80-20, 80% uh, merino and 20% nylon. And I'm not sure if that gives it the kind of sheen that it has. It has kind of a sheen. It's beautiful. The color is so deep. It, it's just gorgeous. And this pom-pom is from Barrett Wool. So this is actually a uh, snap-off pom-pom, which is kind of nice. You're left with the snap there. But um, in case you didn't want the pom-pom, but I usually want the pom-pom. So anyway, back to my description about bulky and chunky. This yarn is called bulky. So because I like to be specific about things like gauge, especially when you're knitting something that requires almost the entire ball of yarn, like you do not want to run out. You don't want to get you know this far and find out that you don't have enough to do the crown decreases. That would be terrible. So um, if you are knitting this hat and you are using a skein that has 140 yards in it, I would swatch. And because no one wants to swatch for a hat, like this 11th hour hat and you want me to swatch for it? What? <laughs> no, don't freak out. It's gonna be fine because maybe you have chunky and maybe you have bulky and what gauge am I doing? So I'm gonna tell you something that I'm never gonna tell you again. Like, I'm never gonna say this again. And a little tiny part of me dies inside when I think about the fact that I'm gonna tell you to do this. But I have directions in the pattern for this. So if you forget, don't worry, it's in the pattern. What I want you to do is cast on 15 stitches and knit 15 rows, okay? So we have a teeny tiny swatch that shouldn't be allowed, okay? In general, this should not be allowed. Why? Well, you guys all know why. Because when you're swatching, usually you're swatching for something that's something big, like a sweater. And a small amount of uh, discrepancy in your gauge versus the gauge of the pattern is going to result in a sweater that does not fit you. Okay, 
So in the case of uh, this hat, what I would like you to do, and the directions are in the pattern, is to cast on 15 stitches and knit 15 rows. And then measure one inch, and you should have four stitches across an inch and five and a half rows. Normally, with any larger garment, like a shawl or a sweater, you would need to knit a larger swatch, uh, such as something like this. Okay, this is about six inches by about seven inches. Um, so please do not think that I am advocating for tiny, tiny swatches and for you to measure an actual one inch in you know one instance for a larger project. But for a hat, all you really need to check is that you're gonna have enough yarn and that you're not gonna run out um, and that your project will go as you would like it to go and fit mostly how you would like it to fit. So uh, the directions for this are in the pattern. Uh, I also wanted to tell you a little bit about the design process for this hat because I got two skeins of this yarn from the Maryland Sheep and Wool Festival. Uh, and it's just beautiful, I love it. And my first attempt, no, terrible. <laughs> My uh, daughter actually likes this hat, and so she wears it. So, but let me just kind of hold up to you this well-fitting hat that's just great. I love this hat, love. Like, I know I designed it, I hope that doesn't sound weird, but I really just love this hat. And this terrible thing right here. <laughs> you can see how it's, I don't know, it's too short. I really liked this broken seed stitch. I think this is really great, but it's too wide, too wide. And I tried out, I was really just kind of trying out this gigantic um, kind of seed stitchy cable. Whoops, I'm trying to show that to you. Uh, I don't like it at all. It's terrible. There's really no way to put it on so that it doesn't look weird. <laughs> so, you know, in the in the in the process of kind of, you know, getting to something that you love, you may have to kiss a few frogs. But I'm telling you, I mean, we do wear this hat. I'm always a little embarrassed when I wear it. I don't even know what to do. Like, I love a hat that has some kind of all over texture and a large cable, like my Laphroaig hat. That's another hat that I think is great. Um, I just love a big chunky hat with, with cables, with an off-center cable. I just love it. However, this one was a total failure. So this, let's see. Wait, <laughs> let's try it like this. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, that's that. Sometimes that's just how it goes. But anyway, this hat is currently on Ravelry and it is 50% off through Sunday. Today is Black Friday, 2018. But if you're interested in a hat uh, that you can knit up in about six hours, both um, myself and my test knitters were able to knit these um, hats in about six hours. So very quick knit, bulky weight yarn, one skein. Uh, and, and this pattern is on sale for $2.50 through Sunday. In addition to that, all of my patterns are on sale through Sunday, 25% um, off all of my independently published patterns. So if you're, you know, doing some If you're doing some uh, um, Christmas knitting or knitting for yourself or you just need to kind of serenity now out your holiday season, 
uh, and you're looking for a new knitting project, feel free to check those out. Also, I have a sale for create your own ebook, but I don't know that Ravelry will add that to another sale but I will. So if you're interested and you want four patterns, then um, if you just buy three and then send me a message on Ravelry or Instagram or email saying, I bought three, can you please send me this one for free? I will do that right away. And if I don't, then send me another message because I it got lost somehow. But I never ever ignore people. So please, if I don't get back to you right away, um, send me another message. Okay, the next thing, very excited about this. This is coming out very soon, is my Inverness pullover. This is the darker gray version. Is there something on it? No. Oh, you know what this is? Yesterday at Thanksgiving, my brother-in-law was leaving, so he had his like parka on, and he, I hugged him. I wore this yesterday. I do that. <laughs> I hugged him, and as he pulled away, his Velcro went and I was like, no! <laughs> of course, I didn't say that, but in my mind, I thought, oh. So anyway, gosh, I didn't even know you could see it, but you can a little bit. It's right there. Anyway, well, so uh, this is the Inverness pullover. I feel like you can see the texture just so, so much better. You can see there's a little bit of texture on the sleeve right there. And um, there is also texture on the bottom. I'm going to be posting pictures on Instagram of this in close-up detail, so you'll be able to... Everything everything in this is all backwards. Oh, I'm getting used to it. Okay. Um, so this sweater will be out on December 3rd. I had an amazing group of test knitters for this sweater. I had my largest group ever, and... Um, it was just a really wonderful testing experience. It was great to get to know some new testers and a lot of people really enjoyed their sweater. Um, the Canadian post strike caused some people to get their yarn late. So I, I totally get that not everyone will finish, but you know, in a testing period, there's always enough people. So when I was at the Knit for Fun retreat in Edmonton, um, what, a month ago, one of the things in our goodie bag was this super cute, uh, bag and inside is a swatch kit which I thought was just the smartest idea so this is from Ann Budd and she gives very kind of detailed directions on how to measure gauge um, which is super helpful uh, along with a this is a mouse pad but she got a grid printed on there isn't that cute so you can use this as your swatch blocking board, uh, some blocking wires specifically for swatches. See how short they are. Have you, have you blocked a swatch before with those really long wires? <laughs> I totally do that. And then my kids walk by and pull them out. <laughs> so this is awesome. I love that these are super short. I suppose you could cut the, the longer ones, but I think it would take some effort to make sure that there was no like burr on the end or anything. Um, and Ann Bud Knits swatch ruler. I don't know about you, but this is not my favorite ruler. No offense, Anne. Everything you do is wonderful. I love everything you do. Um, but I do find this to be a little difficult to read because it's see-through. I guess the idea is that you can see the stitches through it, um, but I find it hard to read the numbers. And I find that my stitches almost never match up to one of these pictures. So I don't use this all that often. 
So if anyone needs an Ann Bud Knits stitch uh, gauge ruler, just let me know and I'll send you this one. <laughs> uh, this awesome thing, how cool is this? Uh, I had never even seen this before. It is from Acreworks and it is uh, 10 centimeters, which is four inches, I believe. And it kind of grips into the swatch for measuring both stitches and rows. So I haven't tried this yet, but I'm excited to. Uh, some T-pins, and I feel like there were more of these. I'm not sure what happened to them, but binder clips so that you can uh, put weight on your swatch in case you are swatching for something like the Canyon cardigan that is heavier and is going to pull down as you wear it. So um, if, you, if you block your swatch with some binder clips on there to simulate weight, and then you let it rest for a little bit and measure your gauge, that's gonna be awesome. Definitely, for sure, do that. Okay, I have showed these to you before, but never with sock blockers. I got these sock blockers from uh, Woodico on Etsy. They are the size large because my feet are gigantic. Um, and they are great. These things, they came from Ukraine, and when they arrived, the package looked like it had been through the shredder. I mean, this package, the outer you know, part of the package was just destroyed. And these were not even in bubble wrap or anything. They were just kind of wrapped up in saran wrap and they came out perfect. Like, <laughs> I don't know what happened to that package, but it did not affect the sock blocker. And they have a cute little sheep up here. So these are the bear socks that are going to be coming out uh, through Barrett Wool sometime soon. Before Christmas, I am pretty sure. That's the last word on the street that I heard, um, but we shall see. Um, yeah, so these are gonna be coming out from uh, through Barrett Wool. And there's something else that I'm working on for Barrett Wool right now. So on the needles, right now I have a shawl that I love. I love it. It is the most fun thing to knit. I just, every time I sit down, all I wanna do is pull it out and work on it. I'm not gonna show it to you because it's not gonna come out for a bit. And I know, you know, sometimes we get all excited about it, but really, I mean, we're gonna have to wait for it. But I thought I would show you the colors that I am using. This is a four color shawl, and this is just kind of the balls of yarn as I have them. But this is Scout. Folkstone, uh, Snowy Pine, and this is a tiny ball of Ellie Gray. You can kind of tell where I am on this right now. Um, but this is a four skein project. So I kind of thought that I wanted to make, sew an outfit to go with this shawl for the pictures and for wearing, because I think that would be so fun and different and interesting. I wear a lot of jeans in my life and I feel like a lot of my pictures are the sweater or the shawl or whatever it is with jeans, um, which is great because I think a lot of us wear jeans a lot, but I think we can do a little bit better than that sometimes. So let me get my uh, patterns over here and tell you what I wanted to make for that. Uh, I thought about this top. This is the peppermint ruffle sleeve top and this is from issue 37 of Peppermint Magazine. You can download this pattern for free on their website. So you can see it's a woven top, it's got a V-neck and some like longer, short, straight sleeves with then a ruffle at the edge. 
Um, but this is a free pattern, so I'm excited about this one. That was really nice to get one for free. Uh, and then I thought I might make a pair of Aronite pants to go with those. That's a pattern by So Liberated. I'm actually wearing those right now, but you can't see them. Um, so now tell me what you guys think of this in the comments below, if you would like. I am not afraid of color. I like a lot of color all the time, and I might maybe sometimes have a tendency to overdo it. So when um, looking at this palette, you'll have to <laughs> excuse my awkward grip there, but when looking at this palette, clearly this goes, right? This is some corduroy that I got from fabric.com. Um, it's like a, a light whale corduroy. It's real heavy. Um, I don't even, I'm not even 100% sure that I have enough of this to make the air night pants. If I don't, I'm gonna make the uh, ultimate trousers from Sew Over It, which is what I originally bought this for. The only thing that makes me nervous about this is that if you sew, then you know that ironing is a big part of sewing. And how am I gonna iron this? Like, how do you iron corduroy so that you don't destroy it? I really don't know. I feel like it doesn't crease that easily. Um, you know, I, I don't even think I've washed this. I haven't washed this yet, but I might not wash it. I'll probably have these pants dry cleaned if I, um, if I do end up making them, because I just feel like corduroy, your chances of messing it up, my chances of messing it up are just, it's high, so I don't wanna mess these up. So that's gonna probably sit in my mind for the next month or so. But I don't really need it yet anyway because I, I want it to go, I want these pants to go with the shawl. Okay, so here's the thing that I want your opinion on. It's probably too much. So here's what I did. I went to my stash of fabric and I looked at what I have that I thought might go with these yarns and nothing really went. The only thing that I really liked that I thought might go well with this pant fabric is this woven fabric that I got from Hobby Lobby. And I think this would be so cute as that peppermint top with the ruffles. I think this would be awesome as that. But I don't know if it is too much color or too fashion forward uh, with these colors. What do you think? Like this one? Oh, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. That one totally goes. I think the question is just if these ones go. What do you think? Leave me a comment and tell me what you think. Because if you don't like it, then I'm gonna have to go buy something else. <laughs> I'm gonna have to find something else that goes. So um, yeah, so that's what's on my needles right now. I'm, I'm fairly monogamous on that shawl. I am knitting one more 11th hour hat. Um, and this yarn that I got from, again, from the um, Knit for Fun retreat in Edmonton, it was part of the, it was one of the freebies. There was very little information on this, um, skein of yarn and I probably could have swatched <laughs> didn't I just tell you to swatch <laughs> I probably could have swatched and uh, known for sure exactly what it was I feel like it's a super bulky instead of a bulky but I'm gonna go ahead and try to knit one of these up for my oldest daughter for Christmas Shh, don't tell her because um, it's a color that she would totally love so I think I'm just gonna let the chips fall where they may and if I get to the top and I run out of yarn I'm just going to make it like a messy bun hat with a hole at the top so that she can you know put a ponytail through it or a bun through it uh, I'm gonna be real flexible about that so I do have that on the needles and the other thing is just this shawl that I just can't stop working on I love it so much I can't wait 
to show it to Susan and to show it to you guys because I just love it. Anyway, so um, what else did I wanna tell you? Oh, do you guys remember that I have had the pattern for the Suki kimono from Helen's Closet cut out forever. I think I've talked about it in the past 19 podcasts. <laughs> no, not that many. But, um, all right, I can no longer see what I'm showing, so I'm not exactly sure how this will look. I feel like you can probably see that. So I made the kimono, and um, my initial response was, I don't like it. Now, as soon as I said that, I started wearing it all the time. And I think the reason for that is because this is a wardrobe staple. And I've never had anything like this where it's just like a robe that you throw on over whatever you have on so that you can move about the house. Uh, but I love it. So a few things that I don't like. First of all, this fabric is too see-through. Uh, if I'm wearing like a white tank top and you know black yoga pants under it, you can just see all that stuff and I don't like that at all. I wished I had picked something more opaque. The second thing I don't like about it is that this fabric is like birds on a wire, um, but it looks like musical notes if you're not right up on it. And I don't like music. <laughs> I mean, I love music, like everyone loves music, but I have no interest in music. Like, mu you know what I mean? Like this type of music, it's just not my thing. And I, I don't like that about it. Uh, I originally thought it was too long. Um, it hits kind of right at the knee. I thought it was gonna be shorter, but then today, I needed to iron the pants that I'm currently wearing. So I got out of the shower, put my underwear on, and then I just put this on and I was able to move freely about the house. And I was like, this is great. Like, so that I could go iron my pants. Um, in the past, I probably just would've walked around in my underwear. That's really a confession. <laughs> so save the world, okay? <laughs> From, from having to see us walk around in our underwear and make yourself one of these because uh, now that I'm wearing it all the time, I feel like it's a great pattern. Uh, I think I probably will make it again to solve the fabric problems. I love the fabric content. This is rayon, love rayon. You can tell that this is a different fabric. This is a crepe that I had in my stash that was just like a scrap because I ran out of material. Remember I said I cut it out months ago? Well, then I realized that I didn't have the waist tie. And I looked, I'm like, surely I have a scrap somewhere that I can cut two strips out of. Actually, it's four strips, because in the back it uh, connects like that. Um, but I couldn't find any. So I decided to go ahead and make this out of a different fabric, and that I also don't love. And the crepe, I just don't love it. It doesn't have the same feel as rayon. So, in the future, if I made it again, uh, I would go a size up because I would like it to have more wrap around it. I think I made the size medium, thinking that it would have a little more fabric around the middle, and it just doesn't have enough. I like to, you know, feel like there's more fabric around the middle. So, um, I would probably make the large next time. And I would definitely use rayon, definitely rayon again, but I would go with something more opaque. Also, this pattern has options for having exposed seams in some places or completely enclosing the seam. I was not really into 
in closing the seams, which is unusual because I usually do do that. I usually will make it as finished as possible. But this time I think I was just, like it had taken me so long to finally get to it and um, I just kind of wanted it done. So, and I ended up surging all of the seams anyway, so it's pretty good, but it's not as good as if it, they weren't completely enclosed. But that's nice that it has the two options. So if you're like me and you sometimes need to walk around in your underwear so you can get something ironed, make this. <laughs> My first pick is uh, different from my other picks, but I really wanted to mention this one to you because I think it is really, really pretty. Um, I mentioned before uh, Katrin Schneider's Winterfell cardigan, which was a fingering weight design made out of uh, La Bienne, and it was knit in blue, uh, the sample on Ravelry, and she has come out with an Erin version of this sweater, and it is just as beautiful. I am even more inspired by this one. I just would love to knit this. It's so, so pretty. So this is a very basic cardigan with um, kind of a, just a, maybe a slip stitch motif probably that makes like a chevron down the front of it. It's really, really pretty. I think that Amy has um, kits in her shop. I'm pretty sure that she does. I think I read that somewhere. Okay, all of my other picks are from a designer who is new to me named Amy Vanderlaar. And she is an Australian designer who is also her own model and she is just lovely. Um, she has a lot of accessory patterns. If she also does sweaters, maybe I just didn't dig deep enough, but I didn't see any. But her accessory designs are really, really awesome. She has a set called the beeswax set and this includes a hat a cowl and mitts um, I don't know I kind of love that all of her patterns are also paid for patterns I don't know I just kind of like that I feel like designers should be paid for their work but this all of these are knit in yellow and they all have a gorgeous you know hexagon motif to them gorgeous she has so many fingerless mitts patterns i'm going to talk about that in just a minute a few more of them um she also has one i think this one is probably my favorite it's called the beeswax shawl now this is a different hexagon stitch pattern than the ones that i just mentioned the hat cowl and, and mitts this one is kind of an elongated hexagon and it's the whole shawl is made of these elongated hexagons and the more I look at this the more that I want to knit it and actually as I'm looking at it it is on sale uh, her patterns are also 25% off all weekend through Sunday so if you're interested in any of those go pick them up before Sunday uh, this stitch pattern is gorgeous that she uses on the shawl like I said it's an elongated hexagon and it's got some kind of like directional garter stitch in there that's just good grief it's gorgeous and again, she has knitted in yellow. Maybe that's another reason why I like it so much. Uh, another pattern that um, she has designed, also knit in yellow, is called Cinnamon Stars. This is a colorwork cowl that is long enough that you can wear it long or you can double it over. And it has like, a, it makes me think of like a Norwegian star or like a snowflake motif that repeats all through it. And it's very basic it's not like a complicated color work it's a very basic it's just the same 
little motif repeating throughout. Um, it's so pretty, just so gorgeous. I really, really like that a lot. Again, it's knit in yellow and white. And this is knit in uh, Manos Fino, which is a light fingering weight. So bring your patience with you when you're going to knit that one. <laughs> okay, finally, I want to talk about some of her fingerless mitts, other than the, the beeswax ones that I just talked about. She just really does fingerless mitts really well. And none of them are gigantic. Like I do tend to like a fingerless glove or any glove that goes up the arm a bit. And these do not. They're more wrist length or maybe just a little bit beyond the wrist. So the benefit to that is you could lengthen them if you wanted to. You could just do another repeat or a couple more repeats of the, the stitch pattern. Um, but if you didn't want to do that, they don't take very much yarn. So if you need a project that maybe works up kind of quickly, some of these are out of fingering yarn, um, but that at least wouldn't use very much yarn, I highly recommend looking at her um, fingerless mitts patterns. So the first pair that I want to talk about is called the multifaceted mitts. This is a two-color colorwork fingerless glove, and the sample is knit in a light gray and a hot pink, which is a combination that I love. I just love her sense of color. She picks what I would pick, totally. This is a geometric pattern. It looks like there's only two repeats in the whole mitt. Um, I don't know, lately I feel like my fingers are so cold <laughs> that if I was gonna knit any kind of hand accessory, it would be a full glove or a full mitten. Um, but I feel like you could probably do that. You could just, you know, maybe add another repeat in the hand and then, you know, you'd have to come up with a way to decrease if you were creative like that, you know, and liked that, that type of thing. But this is really, really pretty. So this is a fingering weight, fingerless glove, uh, the multifaceted mitts. Okay, the last thing by Amy Vanderlaar that I want to tell you about is the Rose Jam Mitts. And these are knit in a worsted weight yarn, and they're just like wristlets. They're not very long. So this pattern looks like it would work up really quick. It looks like this pattern is not on sale, but it's only a $5 pattern. I mean, it's not very expensive. So this is a really, uh, she's chosen a beautiful deep red. Uh, I'm not so much a red person, but it does look gorgeous. She's got like a red manicure in the picture. And this is a single color worsted weight um, fingerless glove, and she has used Malabrigo Rios. Um, yeah, it looks like the whole set of gloves is only 140 to 150 yards, because these things are really small. So if you needed a last minute fingerless glove, this would definitely be great for you, I think. So, oh, I love finding new designers, don't you? People who are out there designing, it's like, finding a show that you didn't know about and you go and there's six seasons and you're like, woohoo. <laughs> That's how I feel about, you know, finding a designer who I didn't know about and I go and look and they have 40 designs. Woohoo. Let me see all of them. So, um, yeah, go and check out Amy Vander Lar. Uh, Lar is L-A-A-R. If you want to check her out on Ravelry, she is Baroque Pearls. And that's also her website is Baroque Pearls. And that is Knitting Fantasies. Inst okay. 
Something that I purchased recently is this book by Katrina Rodabaugh called Mending Matters. I bought this after I saw Meg McElwee of So Liberated's jeans, uh, skinny jeans that she had repaired, and they just looked so cool. I love them. And so I went and bought this book. And this author, I started following her on Instagram. She is wonderful. Like, she responds to comments and she just seems like a genuinely kind and nice person. And that's the kind of person who I like to support. So um, I forget what, what she is on Instagram, but I'll put it in my show notes. Or you could just go to Instagram and stick in her name and I'm sure you could find her. Um, I like the idea of fixing stuff instead of just chucking it out. That said, I think we can go a little crazy with minimalism and feel like, well, I have one pair of jeans, so I guess I don't need to learn how to make a new pair. You know, I mean, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay to make more stuff because something that you make is something that's gonna be with you for a long time and you shouldn't feel bad about it. And if you knit 12 sweaters and 18 pairs of socks for yourself this year, you should say, Good job, and not feel like you're being wasteful somehow. I feel like, you know, in, in the more minimalist groups, people go a little bit crazy with it. And if that's how you feel about it, then more power to you. But I'm okay with, something's barking over there. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I keep hearing it. Um, if that's how you feel about it, then go for it. Um, but I'm not gonna feel bad. And if I do decide to fix something, I'm gonna do it like this so that it looks just super awesome. Okay, so here's what happened. So I got a text from my next door neighbor who I, just, I don't know very well. They moved in maybe a year or two ago, um, but they're so nice. They have uh, two little kids who are about the same age as some of my kids and they play together. Um, but in the kind of spirit of neighborhoods, we just don't always see each other. You know, like if, if we, you know, pass our cars outside, we'll stop and talk, or if I see them outside, I'll stop and talk. Um, but I don't see them very often. And so she sends me a text message and says, hey, I am in Iceland. Do you want any yarn? <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> um, I had gotten a few skeins of Letty Lopi from uh, uh, some other friends who had gone to Iceland. Uh, and Letty Lopi is not something I've worked with a lot. It is a little bit scratchy. And so I said, I've, I've seen this before, so something different would be great. And when she came back, she said it was between uh, this, what she brought me was Alifos Lopi, which is a little bit softer than Letty Lopi. I'm not exactly sure what the other differences are, uh, but she got me four skeins of this. I'm feeling foot accessory coming on, but wasn't that so nice? I just thought that was so sweet that she was like, can I bring you some yarn? So it was between this and Unspun, which would have been awesome. I would have loved to, to work with Icelandic Unspun yarn. I have never worked with it. I've seen it before on podcasts where it comes in that kind of like a cake. Uh, but you know, she's not a yarn person. She doesn't know. And she was like, it was weird. Like I picked it up and you could pull it apart. And I was like, that's cool. <laughs> but this is great too. Yeah, this is really, really sweet of her to bring that for me. So. Um, yeah, again, you know, like I, I said in my last audio podcast, I'm so used to my typical way of podcasting that when I incorporate new technology, there are going to be some awkwardness things. So hopefully it wasn't too awkward and, uh, 
hopefully this turned out great and you really enjoyed it. As always, I enjoy talking to you knitters and until next time,